Welcome back to Snackcast. Hello there. Let me move my water out the way. So we are moving through Dr. Palmer's book, Brain Energy. Um, Starting to get a little exciting. Um, Chapter 7, the title is Magnificent Mitochondria. And I got to tell you, I'm surprised at what all they do. Yeah. Magnificent they are. That's for certain. And I think in large part, I think much of the science just comes in the last 20 years. He kind of talks about it in the chapter a little bit that forever we thought that mitochondria were just like the batteries of the cells. But turns out they do much more. Uh, Yeah. I think he equated it to, um, you know, people that are actually driving the cars, like the mitochondria drive the cells. Right. I, I highlighted part of that to your point that, um, he said the human cells have drivers making the cells stop and go. Yeah, I did too. Turns out they do. The drivers of human cells and human metabolism are called mitochondria. And they are the common pathway to mental and metabolic disorders. That's a bold statement. It's what he's been leading up to. Right. You know. I mean, they, yeah. I, absolutely. It seems like they are the building block of the body. Yeah. So what did we know up, up until now is is they they created ATP, which basically gave cellular energy. Right. Right. Um, he opens with kind of the origins, which I thought was kind of interesting that um, was it theory or it's been proven. Mitochondrion. The single, the single by the, itself. The base of the human race is what it sounds like. I mean, right. At one point, of, there was a mitochondrion, one mitochondria. And everything <laughs> was single cell organisms. Right. And what it was a mit- mitochondria, however you say the singular, joined with like a fungal cell. And a host. And they created a new. The first multicellular. Right. What and, and, I, and the you know what do you say the the mitochondrion would stay back and like perform and the host would go out and get food consume, or, yeah would consume the energy supply and the the mitochondria did the work yeah right so it's mitochondrion i guess is yeah, the singular a single mitochondrion and a single host cell together they were determined to survive yeah Actually, not just survive, but thrive. Yeah. And he said, you know, if you believe in God or whatever you might call your God, the concept of a single event starting life as we know it might be reassuring for those who don't believe in God. It's just one of those unusual and unlikely events that shaped evolution for billions of years to come. Right. Now, how Surprise. Do we speculate what happened a billion years ago. I don't know. I don't know. But, you know. Yeah. So they they certainly seem like they are uh, are important to our productivity. Yeah. So I mean, we can move. I've got a good bit highlighted. Yeah. Let's rock and roll. Kind of move through. I thought the um the the recycling he gets into mitochondria rapid recyclers. So ATP is the energy currency of human cells. Um. I'm just going to read what he has here. When it is used as as energy, a phosphate group is removed, which turns it into adenosine diphosphate or ADP. This ADP can't supply much energy anymore. But if a phosphate group is added back to it, it's as good as new. And this is what mitochondria do. So it's 
ATP to ADP, back to ATP, and, and the, the cycle of energy. Constantly right? taking out the trash. Um, what else do mitochondria do? It's, ah, it's actually the title of the next section. Um, there was an interesting stat here that I just can't ignore. They make up 10% of our body weight despite their tiny size. We have 10, what is this, 10 million billion mitochondria in our body. Unbelievable. That's a lot. That's 10 million billion. What, what kind of number is that? Where did you get? The, is that the 9 times 10 to the 20? No, 20? no. Page no? 119. 119. 119. Yeah. Right there at the top. They make up 10% of our body weight despite their tiny size. In metabolically demanding cells such as brain cells. A single cell can contain thousands of mitochondria. So you're saying they're small. They're small. <laughs> well, small but average, powerful. Each human cell has three to 400 mitochondria. It's mind-blowing. It's it? hard to... It's hard to fathom. How do we even know that? But if this doesn't work right, nothing works right. Right. All right. So what else do they do? What else do they do? Um, Obviously, all the energy. All the energy stuff. Um, it, it talks about calcium being the on-off switch. And the mitochondria, I guess, is actually the, the regulator of that. So when different cells need to be fired up, whether... I mean, and, uh, I would guess for my, my simple... Polk County educated mind, you know, like if you're exercising, you're going to fire up additional cells. Um, and I guess it's the calcium and the mitochondria that control this on off. Um, so he kind of talks about if, if that's out of balance, then, um, the body doesn't function correctly, both mentally and physically. Yep. Um, mitochondria help regulate, regulate metabolism broadly. Um, talks about peptide signals and how they talk to each other. I didn't yep. really, it's above my pay grade. Um, mitochondria help produce and regulate neurotransmitters. Um, specifically, some make serotonin, others make dopamine. Mitochondria provide both. Yeah. When mitochondria aren't functioning properly, neurotransmitters can become imbalanced. And that's that firing of the of the brain how it works right right what was that guy micro that did dirty jobs mm -hmm. how it works <laughs> so uh mitochondria help regulate the immune system function they play an essential role in immune system function which includes fighting off viruses and bacteria so yeah also low-grade inflammation <laughs> dead air time right Quiet. Please. Well, I had nothing highlighted in that section. Low, low right? grade inflammation, which it says, it, you know, it's critical in fighting low grade inflammation, which could be causes of cancer um, and other autoimmunes. Yeah. Then the next section is to help regulate stress responses. That's a big deal, right? We as non doctors know somewhat the role that stress plays on. Well, we talked about that yesterday with just cortisol and. You know, when your cortisol is firing, you don't go through autophagy. When you don't go through autophagy, bad things happen. Right, right. There was a study um, in regard to the stress response, a uh, study by Dr. Martin Picard and colleagues. Uh, these researchers were studying mice and genetically manipulated their mitochondria. Their conclusion was that the mitochondria are directly involved in controlling all of these stress responses. And if mitochondria aren't functioning properly, these stress responses are altered. Yeah. And those are both physical and mental stressors, right? right? So it includes starvation, infection, lack of oxygen. And then the mental world, right? 
anything that challenges your life, like, you know, it could be relationship yeah. issues. It could be grieving. It could be any of those mental stressors yeah. that we talked about before. Yeah. So uh, moving on, mitochondria are involved in making, releasing, and responding to hormones. Man, that was, a, that was wild for me, too, uh, to understand. I mean, I was like, wow. So they are important in regulating the, you know, things like cortisol and estrogen, estrogen testosterone. So now you're starting to really kind of put the, the whole picture together that when... Stress. Energy. You know what your wife says? Production. Happy wife, happy wife, right? Happy mitochondria, happy... Well, all right. So this is not part of this chapter, but where my brain is going is, okay, can we get to the part that tells me how to properly treat my mitochondria? Right. That's where <laughs> my brain went. Right, right away. It's like... Teach me. Right. What am I doing wrong? Right. How All am right. I injuring my mitochondria? Right. So next section, um, mitochondria create reactive oxygen species. Long story short, oxidative stress. And we know Poor how. food choices, environmental choices, environmental issues. Right. Right. And it so ROS, the um, the, you know, it's not necessarily bad for you, but large amounts of ROS are toxic and result in inflammation. You may have heard the term oxidative stress. That's what this is. ROS are known to cause um, damage to mitochondrion cells. But mitochondria not only create it, but it also serves as the janitor to take it out when it's there's too much of it. So, again, the playing all over the field here, doing right. a lot of work. Um, these next ones, mitochondria are shapeshifters. Um, I guess they can get fat, get thin. Yep. Um, it talks about fusion and fission and, again, above my pay grade, really, for what that means in real life. Plays a role in gene expression. Again, as far as the pay grade, that's a, that's a high one. Well, I found this one interesting because of the, the it, so it says mitochondria are primary regulators of epigenetics. Well, we, we know a little bit about epigenetics right. um, and, and what someone might be um, presupposed to, to getting or what have you. Um, so uh, that was actually a long one, the, the, the genetic expression. But it, like you said, above my pay grade, mitochondria can multiply. Well, that seemed like a no-brainer to me. 10% of the body? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think? You know, um, mitochondria are involved in cell growth and differentiation. And for the record, in all of these we're mentioning, he goes into, into detail. Um, we're kind of skipping over it for the sake of time and just to demonstrate, I guess. How important they are. How magnificent they really are. Right. Um, Eliminate old damaged cells, help maintain existing cells. I mean, mitochondria pretty much does it all. Yeah. So as far as the, the old and damaged cells, I, I, I was interested in the, I've never heard it put this way, but the necrosis versus the aptosis. And necrosis, the example he gives is like a heart attack where a lot of the cells die rapidly and they didn't necessarily choose it. Right. Whereas aptosis is the cell actually going, I'm using my own language here, but hey, I'm done. I'm tapping out. I need to be replaced. And it chooses to die off to be replaced with a new one. So aptosis, if I'm saying the uh, apoptosis, maybe I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but 
it's a very healthy thing for the body to do. It's naturally replacing the dying cells with new healthy cells. Hmm. Um, so anyways, he closes out the chapter with like another analogy going back to the cars and then mentioning maybe it's better to look at it as factories and the mitochondria are the workers in those factories that are doing everything. Um, Next chapter should be interesting. Yeah, it, I got to tell you, man, it's it's interesting. It, some of it really is kind of a, above, you know, like he's trying to do a really good job of breaking it. He does it do down. a good job, but you, your eyes kind of glass over if you're not the scientific type and you're like, I get it. They do a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, all right. Chapter eight will be next. A brain energy imbalance. So questions, comments, concerns, hit us at snackcast at yes.fit. Stay moving and happy new year. Happy new year. See ya. <laughs>